What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. I am your host, Matt, along with my co-host, Daniel. What's up, brother? Hey, hey, it's good to be here, man. Good Glad to, to be, be here. doing this again, yes. man. I'm excited every time we have the opportunity to sit down and get together on this mm-hmm. stuff, man. I'm really, really uh, pumped for that. And for those yes. that don't know about Chicken Scratch Gospel, for all the moments in your prayer, devotion, and worship time where God is just downloading something into your spirit, you got to write it down. And if you write like me, it comes out Chicken Scratch. You know what's crazy is, is as we're even sitting here, like God will just download something. And I actually have... Post-its you right have here. post-its. I need I'm to, like, I, I I'm need like, to do that. I got to write it down or else I'll forget. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my phone notes. Yeah, yeah. my memory is horrible, man. I think this is great because um, I find myself writing things down more often than I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, even like when I'm in a training or doing something for work, like I'm just like, okay, I better write that down because I know, I know I'm going to forget. Right. Right. Get older, you start forgetting. And it happens. It happens to all of us. And, and, and more often than not, I think, too, especially when it comes to those moments where, you know, you'll, you've, you've, you've had it happen to you, people. <laughs> when you, you're out there listening, you've had it happen to you. You're in worship and, and something, man, God speaks something to you. Mm-hmm. And then it never fails because you didn't write it down. You leave, you leave wor- the worship experience or something and you're in the car and you're like, man, what was that thing? Yeah. What was that? And, and, and because of that, we don't want those moments to happen. We started to write down our own moments, and we want to share them with you. And so make sure yeah. that you go on you know, our social media and share your own Chicken Scratch Gospel moments with us. You know, tag us in, and we'd love to, we'd love to see them, man. But today we're going to be talking about when God says timber. timber. When God says timber, which if, if, if we are doing things, we're doing something for God, whatever it is that we do, let it be as unto God. Amen. That's awesome. The last thing that we want to hear. I feel God say, if you're doing something for God, you're building this thing up for God. The last thing you want to hear out of his mouth is timber. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, I'm about to bring all of this down. <laughs> now I'm about to bring all of this down. And we're, we're, we're going to be coming at you from Ezekiel chapter 17, verses 22 and 24. Now, originally, this was actually a scripture that was uh, somebody had been praying for me. And, uh, and I was going through a rough time in my life, and this person had been praying for me. And then they said, you know, God gave me this word. They, 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 they you know, they shared with me. And, and I'd, I'd read the Bible through many times. And as you can probably testify to, you know, no matter how many times you read through the Bible, because it's, a, a, it's alive, you can read it and find something new. Something different jumps out at you. Something different speaks to you. God speaks to you through his word in different ways at different times and different seasons. And when this person shared this word with me, I thought, wow, wow. And so I really, I wanted to, I wanted to get on and I wanted to share about it today. This is what it says, beginning in verse 22 of Ezekiel chapter 17. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Very important whenever uh, any writer identifies, you know, watch not just what the writer is saying or what, what the writer is saying that God is saying, but watch how the writer identifies God in that moment. Right. Because there are times where it's the this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. This is what the Lord, your provider says. you know, make sure you pay attention to how they identify. So the writer identifies you identifies as this is what the sovereign Lord says. He says, I will take a branch from the top of a tall cedar and I will plant it on the top of Israel's highest mountain. And it will become a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seed. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter in the shade of its branches. 
and all the trees will know that it is I, the Lord, who cuts the tall tree down and makes the short tree grow tall. It is I who makes the green tree wither and gives the dead tree new life. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do what I said. There's a couple things that I think about when I read this. And to be honest with you, the first thing that I think about right now where I'm at, the first thing I thought about whenever this word was shared with me was this idea of giving the dead tree new life. Because this was brought to my attention during a season where I was tired, I was wore out, I was hurt, um, I was broken. And this idea that I will give the dead tree new life was what jumped out to me the most in that season, magnified in that season. Um, which is why I think, you know, and when we're going to have uh, some worship episodes too where we have some worship leaders on it. Which, but, but just a, as a side note, that's why that song um, by Elevation, Rattle, is like so huge for me because it really spoke to me in that season, right? It was, you know, open the grave. I'm coming out. Yeah. I'm going to live again. Uh, that's what stood out to me. But, you know, also what you see here at the very beginning is you, you see that the sovereign Lord is saying, I'm going to take a branch from the top of a tall cedar. I'm going to cut, I'm going to cut down something from this tall cedar and I'm going to plant it on the highest mountain. So he took it from the top of a tall tree, and God says, I'm going to cut a branch from the top of a tall tree, and I'm going to put it on the high mountain, on the highest mountain, in fact. And, and I don't know, just I, I begin to think, man, what, did, what, how, what have my responses been in the seasons of my life when God has said timber to something that I've dedicated yeah. time and energy to? You know, that's kind of what jumped out to me the most, you know, aside from the fact that the sovereign Lord, it all belongs to God. It's all his. Yeah. You know, I think also, man, as I was reading this, um, there's so much symbolism in here in this in this scripture. Right. That Ezekiel's communicating to to the audience, you know, in, in regards to Israel and and the coming Messiah. And there's so much unpacking of even that, like going to this. And we could be here forever trying to to you know dig that that uh, rabbit hole to find out what is he talking about when he's what's what's the what's the cedar what's the yeah, branch what's right, that right right um, but as it pertains to our lives um, and the scripture of what God is saying um, what jumps out to me the most is that God is doing something he's he's gonna do what he wants to do you know because right. he's sovereign he's He's over it all. He owns it all. Um, everything in our lives that we do. And it, it took me a while to come to kind of grips with this because like many, um, I'm an achiever. I plan out what I think years down the road looks like. Right. I'm going to do this. Oh, and then finally I did it. Like, wow, look what we did. And this yeah. is amazing. And praise God and all this, you know. And then <clears throat> when that no more or when God takes that or when it's it comes crashing down or whatever it is God uh your expectations are kind of just you know you're disappointed you're discouraged because yeah. you, you thought it was going to be something that you thought and God's like oh that was good but I'm going to do something else here right you know? yeah and that's where it's kind of like oh no like why did I put so much hope in in this and it was never even mine to begin with and right. I think, and I think that's where we get caught up because we're like, 
but but God, this you gave me this, right? Like, yeah, but it's not yours, you know. I gave I gave it to you <laughs> right. to, I gave it to you to steward it. I gave it to you to care for it. Yeah. I gave it. I gave it to you to to help it grow, but it's still mine in the end. Yeah. You know? I think you know it's it's interesting because what 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 you're talking about, um, the first thing that comes to my mind in talking about chicken scratch moment right now, you know, is what we, what we forget is is that God, you know. God through Christ gave us has has given us access to the keys of the kingdom, to the keys, right? He's given us access to the keys of the kingdom, but the kingdom is His. Yeah, <laughs> it's the kingdom's His. Like it's not our kingdom; <laughs> it's not yeah. ours. We get to inherit this, be a part of this wonderful inheritance of glory in heaven, and and even the things that we get to experience on earth. You know, as it is in heaven, like the peace that surpasses all understanding, love, peace, joy, all of those kinds of things. But you know, He's kind of given you the keys to something, and said, "Look, you have the you have the power to to lock, to unlock. You have the power to manage, to steward, to clean." Uh, to take care of, to build, sure, to to demolish, whatever. Yeah, you have you have the power of that. But remember, I'm the owner. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're leasing your time. Mm-hmm. I'm the owner. I'm the owner of of this thing. It's His word. It's His commands. It's His promises. It's His church. It's His kingdom. And I I'm I can relate to what you're saying because I'm not I'm not necessarily a planner, but I am a person who when I get a plan. If it doesn't go a hundred percent according to the plan, I'm frustrated because I'm like, I never really plan stuff out. So when I do, now it's not going to work out the way that I planned it. Yeah. What's going on here? And and one of my best friends, Todd, actually spoke to that in me mm-hmm. at one point. Um, and I was kind of sharing with with him about how I was feeling about something that I thought this was going to be this is a forever thing. Like I'm, you know, this is an absolute thing. It's going to be a forever thing. And my friend Todd said, God doesn't operate in the permanent things like you think he does. You know, God operates in seasons. And I think you need to start looking at your life like you're living in seasons. Right. And that's, that's Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, the wisest dude on the face of the earth, whoever lived, Solomon said to everything, there is a season, and we forget that. We forget that time. So yeah, there there is a time. And if and if you if if we got farmers listening, I know you know right. Like like um you you have your trees that you grow that you grow things on your 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 vines that you grow things on. And some some seasons there is a season where you allow that 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 uh, tree to develop those vines to develop. And then there's other seasons where it's time to uproot it. There's other seasons where it's time to cut it back. To everything there is a season. But it's it's difficult sometimes to operate in the seasons. It is, and I think um, <clears throat> that I think that's the point, the goal of um, this process that God is taking us on, um, teaching us how to be okay when it goes timber, because <laughs> we're not okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not okay when it does go timber. We're not okay when it when it comes down. We're not okay when He prunes us and scales us back. We're not okay. It's not a. It's not a good feeling, and it and it messes with your psyche sometimes. And yes, and you're just thinking like, what did I do wrong? Why did this happen? Why didn't it go the way I thought it would? And I think a um, perfect example is you take Job for example. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
And some of you may or may not know the story of Job, but he had everything. You know, he had his family. Right. He had he had all the riches. He had all the cattle and livestock. And, like, he was well off. He was yeah. blessed beyond measure. Um, and then if you know the story, Satan comes in and he's, you know, asking the Lord for permission to come and, and you know, pretty much attack Job and his family. And, and God knows. God's sovereign. He's like, Okay, have you considered my servant Job? He'll stay faithful till the end. And, yeah. and Satan's like, no, he won't. You know, he's going to curse you. And God's like, no, he won't. Right. And God said, you could do, I'll tell you what, do whatever you want yeah. to him, just don't kill just him. Just don't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> just don't kill him. That's I don't want to hear that, God. <laughs> and so Job goes through this process of losing everything, including his family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not once does he curse God. Um, he goes through this process where everything went timber, you know, um, and he gets dis he gets discouraged. And there's one and I man, I have to look this up because it's so good where he's not really like he's kind of complaining, but he's telling like, Lord, you know, like I have nothing now. And I'm and the Lord pretty much says, Job. You know, the, the oceans when they come, the tides. Yeah. Who tells <laughs> those tides how far they should come, you know? And I like what even what he says to Moses when Moses is like, God, I can't. He's like, who made that mouth? Yeah. You know? I got a stutter. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> I I can't, I can't be your mouthpiece. Yeah. He's like, oh, really? Who made that? You know? <laughs> and so I, like in this process of, of you know, these things happening, um, the Lord is just like, I'm sovereign. I'm God. Yeah. I own it all. Even yeah. that mouth that you're speaking with, you know, the oceans, the universe, like I'm in control of it all and I'm sovereign and I will do what I would do, what I'm going to do, what yeah. I said I would do. Um, and so God has taken us and even in my life, like I've come to a place where it's just like, I, I thought things were mine. Even your own kids, sometimes your family, you know, right. I know, I know when my kids were going, my youngest was going through hard, a lot of complications when he was younger. And I remember crying out to God and just saying like, why Lord, why are you doing this? You know, like, why, why are you doing this to him, to our family? Like, we're in ministry. You get that, oh, we're in ministry. We're doing this, Lord, why? Like, and God's like, who's in charge? You know, who's in control? Right. I created him. Yeah. You know, can I not heal him? Can yeah. I not uh, lift him up from where he's at? Can I not do this? Do you trust me enough to say, God, you have it. You know what you're doing, you know? Mm. And I had to come to a place in, in my life in that time where I said, Lord, he's all yours. He's not even mine. You've given you've given him to me to to steward over him to raise him in in your ways, but in the end, like he's your child, yeah. so you do what you need to do with him, you know. Yeah, that's so. That's it's so hard sometimes. It's so hard, man. But it, you're but you're right on the money. And the, tr and the truth is, like, I, I found I found this out. Like, don't don't ask God to grow you, and then get upset when he buries you and it starts raining. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't ask God, God, I want you to grow me. And then all of a sudden you get buried and it starts raining and you're like, God, I wanted you to grow me. I didn't want you to bury me and have it rain on my head. And God's like, what do you think I'm doing? Who's in control here? Who's in control here? And what, what you're talking about, even in terms of like the ownership of stuff, because it's so easy for us to quickly kind of, uh, with good intentions, I think, take ownership in stuff to where we slowly not forget that it's God's, but we slowly begin to focus more on our part in it instead of God's sovereignty yes. uh, over it, right? And and when we do that, I think that's when 
it rem- you just re- just br- reminded me of another uh, scripture where where it says you know that there are going to be some. Jesus is speaking, and he says there are going to be some uh, on that day, and he's speaking to the day of judgment, and they're going to say, "Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we? Didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we do? Didn't we feed the poor? Didn't we do all of these things in your name?" And Jesus said, "Depart from me, I never knew you." And what I think about, especially as it pertains to when God says timber and in, 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 in the sovereignty and that it's all His, is the that that those of us who approach God are in those moments, and we all have. Let's just say that. Come on now, podcast universe that are out there listening. Let's be real about it. We've all done this. We've all said, but God, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. Why is this happening to me? In that moment, when we do that, when we say that, I believe that Jesus is saying, why are you doing it then? Just like he would, oh, we cast out demons. Oh, we healed the sick. We fed the poor. We did all of these things in your name. You did them in my name, but you did them for yourself. Really is what he's saying. You, you didn't, do them, for, you didn't yeah. do them because I'm sovereign and because I'm your Lord. You did them for something that you would get in return for me so you could feel good about what you were doing. And we don't want to be that way. None of us want, none of us wake up and think, well, that's what, that's how we're going to be today. But, but that's why I think the moments when God tears things down or allows things to happen to us where we feel like God is saying timber. Um, that's why those moments scare us Mm -hmm. so much, Mm -hmm. you know, but if it all belongs to him and he makes a promise, then he's going to do it. He's literally the only being (laughs) in the history of existence who his promises are not even, a, they, they're, they're unbreakable. Be, they're, they're not, they're really, we think of a promise and we think, well, that's something that you can either keep or break. Not to God. To God, a promise is a guarantee. That's really what a promise is to God. Because if he promised it, he's going to do it. Yeah. In fact, other translations in Ezekiel, it doesn't say, uh, I will do what I said at the end of, of verse 24. What it says is, I have done it. Right. Not I will do. I have done it. Mm-hmm. It's already it's already done. Mm-hmm. I think that's a and I think that's a dangerous place to be in when, you know, you <coughs> when you uh, see things happening in your life, things that are unexpected, and things begin to fall. Um, it's a dangerous place to be in when you don't understand the sovereignty of God, um, mm-hmm. and you don't give it to Him. You know, and you're not. You're not surrendering those surrendering those things to him. Yeah. You're always going to be in a place where you're you're discouraged. Craig Rochelle, I'm going to mess it up, but Craig Rochelle says something like this along these lines. He says, "If you take credit for your successes, you'll be disappointed and discouraged in the failures." Yeah. Um, and if you're taking credit and you're saying, "Look what I did. Look, this is mine. This is when it doesn't go the way it should, or when it's 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 a failure or it didn't happen." Yeah. Then you're going to be discouraged. I think God wants us to get us to this place where we're okay if it doesn't go the way we thought it would. We're okay if it failed um, because we know that he's in control of it all anyways. And we're okay with that because we know he has a plan. We know that he's doing something in the, in the midst of it all. Um, And we know that like, like this says, we know we're going to come out on top again. Right. You know, we know that God is producing character and humility and he's producing, you know, hope 
in us so that way you know our faith is is even that much more stronger than it was before it's so true and jesus you know jesus expressed that you know to his to his disciples and and he spoke a word not to not to 12 men 2000 years ago but really this is a word that echoes in the annals of time because he was speaking to any and every disciple of himself who would live right that's kind of what is happening when he speaks in the word of God is he is not just speaking to those that are there, but he is speaking through time to, to us all when, when he says, uh, and you will do greater things mm-hmm. than I have done because I'm going to the father. So the greater things that we experience are not because we're doing them, but because he's going, you know, because he's, he's our great intercessor. Yeah. And so because he's, he's has the ear of the father, we have the ear of the Father because he goes there. Then we're going to experience greater things, but here's the issue there. I, in order to experience those greater things, you have to understand that that sometimes is going to mean bigger storms. Right. And so instead of being upset when God says timber, we need to understand, or when those storms come, we need to understand that bigger storms equal better testimonies. Yeah, it's good. And, and a, greater, a greater aim to who Christ is and how amazing he is even when he says timber jesus is is you know going around doing his jesus thing and he catches word of his friend lazarus messenger comes and says your friend man that dude man that, that that's your friend you love this dude he's sick you need to come now you need to come now and he waits three days <laughs> yeah. like every time i read that story i'm like man he waited he waited three days. He he he, he said he's, he's, it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. This this sickness is not going to end in death. And he waits three days. And what happened? Lazarus died. <laughs> Lazarus died. And Jesus shows up, and Lazarus' sister's like, one of them doesn't even come. He's like, I'm not even. I'm not even going to show up. I'm not even going to go to where Jesus is. You tell him, <laughs> you, you tell how many, I wonder how many times we feel like that. You tell Jesus, no, he said timber. He done messed up. He said timber on some stuff that I was building for him, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't want to see him right now. And Martha goes to talk to him, man, Lord, why did you wait? Why did you, why did you hesitate? If you would have been here, he would not have died. And Jesus is like, he just sleeping. And then he does this, he does this big prayer, Right. It breaks Jesus' heart, not that Lazarus died, because Jesus, remember, when he makes a promise, when he says something, because God operates outside of time and space, when he makes a promise, it's already done. It's already completed. So Jesus knew what was going to happen, what he was going to do. But, but this is that, if you ever need to memorize a scripture, this is the, the scripture people memorize, right, aside from John 3.16, it's, it's Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. The shortest scripture in the, in the whole Bible, Jesus wept. I know that scripture. Okay. He was weeping because of the lack of faith that people had in that moment. It wasn't because, oh, man, my friend is dead. Jesus knew what he was getting ready to do. It was because people, had they had even hired mourners. Did you know that back in that time that you could actually go to mourners arrests and you could pay people to mourn with you? Like you could go, hey, man, it's not enough of us that are mourning today. We need, we need some more mourners. And you could pay people to come and mourn and just holler and cry and make a big scene. And all this stuff is happening. And Jesus is he's, he's weeping over the show that this has become and the lack of faith that they have. Yeah. And I wonder, 
if what God is after is for us to recognize him, not just as a savior, but as our Lord, as the sovereign God who is over all of it. And if he's over all of it, then even when he says timber, even when he cuts it down, prunes it back, burns it down, uproots it, lets it die, I wonder if what he's after is for us to say amen. You brought up Job earlier. And what does Job say? Job says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the posture that God is after. You know, when he says timber is, you know what? You're sovereign. It all belongs to you. You said lack of faith. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, the Lord is searching in us, and there's a lack of fear, too. Mm. And Psalms 111.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I think to myself, when we talk about fearing the Lord, it's not like we're scared of right. God. It's not spooky. It's, it's not spooky fear like, oh, my gosh, like God's going to kill me or smite me down. It's not the boogeyman. It's, it's not that fear. It's the, f the it's a reverent fear. It's reverence and honor. Right. It's reverence and honor and an understanding of who he is. And it's placing the sovereign Lord in his rightful place as king yes. over all of it. Yes. And it's us coming to that realization. And I think a lot of us sometimes lack fear of the Lord, you know, and that's the beginning of wisdom. And I think Job got it. Like you said, Job said he gives, takes away, and I'm going to bless him, yeah. you know. And I think God is wanting us to come to a place like, man, I love you, Lord. You're in charge of it all. It's all in your hands. Whether you take it from me and it falls or whether you, you, you know, um, move me forward and it grows, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You are still God, and I'm still going to worship you through it. That's so good, man, about, you know, the reverential awe and, and, and worshiping no matter what. There are so many um, old songs that come to my mind when I think about that, too. Songs like My Savior's Love and How Great Thou Art, stuff like that stuff. And it makes me it makes me want to ask this question. If you're out there listening, when was the last time this is this is from um, this is from How Great Thou Art. When was the last time that you in awesome wonder considered all the worlds that God's hands have made? That's a lyric from that song. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds your hands have made. And for the, the song like My Savior's Love, it, it starts off with, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazareth. When was the last time that you actually stood amazed in the presence of Jesus? The last time that you were like, man, you are, you know what it is? You are God alone. Yeah. You are God alone. The, the mm -hmm. sovereign Lord says, and when the sovereign Lord says, book it, yeah, book it, because it's happening. Yeah, bet. Fear, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think um, I think fear, fear of the Lord produces this humility in us. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. You know this humility, and God exalts those who are humble. God favors those who are humble. Yeah. Um, and I think when you approach God and your heart posture is that of fear and reverence, um, there's a humility that takes place that God is pleased with. 
Yeah, it's so amazing yeah. that when you consider that, <laughs> somebody just dropped something when we were recording. That's going to be funny. We're going to leave it <laughs> in. We're going to laugh about it when we hear it later. But uh, when you consider that especially, um, you know, everything that God does, every promise that he's made, it's not even to boast. He's not boasting about himself. Even so, we're like, man, I got to be subservient to this God because he requires my subservience. Oh, is that what he's after, little minions? No, you, you're missing it. You, it, was, it was in what you said just there. It, it's, it's the Lord shows favor to the humble, and he wants us to understand and learn this humility. Why? Because he wants to bless you, man. Yeah. He wants you to be in such a posture that you could show what it is to serve God in this way. And and I, I bet if we trusted him more in, for his sovereignty, then we would probably operate more in this reverence and this humility. Yeah. You know, not because of what we could get out of it, but that would just be a that would just be a byproduct yeah. of what comes from just serving God in humility. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think in in generally speaking, just even in the times that we're living in now, there's so much going on. Um, and everybody has an opinion. Everybody's saying this is what's happening in our world. You know, this movement, this all this election. God is sovereign over it, you know? Yeah. No matter what we think or what we feel, or God is sovereign over it. He knows what he's doing. And um, he knows he's gonna, who he's going to put you know, in position to do what he needs to do to accomplish his plan. And there's going to be nations that fall and rise. Um, It may not make sense to us, you know, in this moment. Right. Um, It doesn't make sense. And some of us have our own opinion about certain certain political figures and whatnot. Um, But God's going to do what he's going to do. And he's going to use who he wants to use because he's sovereign. He controls it all. And our job is to fear him. And continue to pursue him and be his voice and be his heart, yeah. you know, in a broken world. Yeah. You know, and speak truth and love and grace. Yeah. Do not be conformed to this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed yeah. by the renewing of our minds. And it's so it's so mission critical for us in the seasons where there's chaos around us yeah. to not be drawn in, to not be baited in to what's going on. With the with the flesh and blood situation and 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 in front of us, not be baited into um, responding in kind, but instead that we would respond mm-hmm. with posture yeah. towards Christ, towards God, yeah. in humility, yeah. trusting in His sovereignty, yeah. and that is the best way that we can honor God. Yeah. And even when God says timber, we're going to serve Him. We're going to worship Him. I love it, man. That's that's what it's about. Even when God says timber, that's all the time we have today for Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure you follow us on social media. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications for new videos. And go love like Jesus. We out. Timber.